What is good, everybody? Welcome to another SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation, alongside Kyle Posey, also from Niners Nation, Justice Mosqueda from Acme Packing Company, and Steven Serto of Arrowhead Pride behind the glass. KP, can you imagine if your team wasn't playing in the playoffs this weekend? I can't imagine it. Man, especially after weeks and weeks of trash talk saying that it was a wrap, that it was a no-lock, or sorry, it was a no-brainer that your team would make it. To lose at home on prime time against the oh, team that, that was. We lose to Lambo. We lose in Lambo all the time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it could be a parking lot in the middle of a desert. It'd be the same atmosphere as Lambo. The switch that this guy yep. has gone, man. The properly same. rated Detroit Lions. <laughs> Oh, the there's no doubt about guy it, too, by the way. That was saying that, oh, I don't fear Brock Purdy and all oh, I don't fear the Niners. Still don't. I can't wait till we get, get into it. To the playoffs. You couldn't even get to the playoffs to play Brock Purdy. I don't want to hear it from you. I know. It's a damn shame. A disappointment Justice. of a season. Were the Lions one of the four best teams in the NFC? Four best? No. Uh, I think there's three real teams in the NFC. Right, and then it's a conversation. I think it's San Francisco, Dallas, Philadelphia, and then the Lions could be right, right, right up in there. Yeah. I have never seen a team get this much credit for missing the playoffs in my life. They're a game <laughs> over five hundred, dude. Wins and losses not matter at all. Like we don't take that into account at all. I think it's how you play and who you play. Yeah, uh, what is it? Lions had. Toughest strength of schedule in the NFL this year, and Packers had second. It's kind of how that ended up working out. So, so then why do we what? even play the games then? Why don't we just put? <laughs> Let's the have line, a like, voting committee. Let's do it. Hell, Let's go man. full college football. I mean, this v- vote insane. the Giants out. Get yeah, them out of here. I'm, I'm great with that. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset about that either. Uh, before we get rolling here, I just want to mention that we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And as always, rate, review, follow the SB Nation NFL show. Leave us a five-star rating. We will read it on the show. Here's what we're going to do today. No guests. We got too much going on. We're going to get into some of the coaching carousel news. Then we're going to take a break. Then we'll do our gauntlet. We are going to go through every single playoff quarterback and answer the question, which one is playing the best right now? But we start with coaching carousel news. One of the biggest names on the list. There's a couple marquee names. Jim Harbaugh possibly making a return to the NFL. Oh, stunner of all stunners. Michigan is under investigation by the NCAA. (laughs) Wonder if that's a factor in all of this. But, Justice, you pointed out something in the Slack that I love is that Jim Harbaugh doesn't have an agent. So all this news about what he likes and what he might do, it's got to be coming from him. 100% it's coming from him. And I think everyone in college football thinks it's coming from him. Um, I talked to some people who went down to AFCA, which if you're unfamiliar because it's more of a college coaching thing, it's a big coaching convention. You know, guys come in from high schools and, and colleges across the nation and a lot of people were down there buzzing about, you know, Jim Harbaugh, pretty obviously. And no one really pushed back on the idea of Jim Harbaugh leaving for an NFL spot. So I think we're at the spot now where I, I do think he has kind of a list of demands. And it is that, you know, he's going to be the guy. Like the general manager will be his general manager, not the team's general manager. You're going to fall in line with the Jim Harbaugh mantra. And if he can meet that and he could get a team that will sign off on it, He's going to go to the NFL. Now, if, if he can find those qualifications or not, is yet to be seen. But I think that's where we're at in terms of the Harbaugh surge. KP, the scars of Trent Baalke running deep for Jim Harbaugh. Is that why he wants like his GM in the fold? I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's been keeping an eye on the NFL and seeing how this works. So if you're if I'm thinking as an NFL owner, knowing the success that Harbaugh had when he was in the NFL, why would I tell him no, right? Like, he he clearly knows how to run an organization, a program. Look what he did, uh, San Francisco, look what he did at Michigan in a short time. So, to me, it, it seems like a no-brainer. I'm give the man what he wants, though. If we're going to do retreads in the NFL, why not do one of the coaches who have, uh, um, <laughs> like, a top five win percentage in the NFL? So, yeah, it seems uh, pretty I was going to say, retread, I don't even think, like, even Fitz Harbaugh. It felt like he left with – middle fingers up in the air yeah. just basically like <laughs> I'm tired of this. You're tired of this. Let's move on. You know, sure. it wasn't like a, 
I don't know. It didn't seem like he he was fired because of performance, I guess. First coach in NFL history to go to a conference title game in his first three seasons, including this first year in 2011 when there was a lockout and he couldn't even talk to the damn players. Harbaugh's NFL resume is is cl- as close to spotless as you can get. I mean, his wor- Mike Tomlin gets a lot of credit for not having a losing season. Jim Harbaugh never had a losing season either. His worst year was 8-8. Eight and eight. Now, granted, Tomlin's been coaching for way longer but Jim Arba's NFL record is pretty darn good. Who do you think, if you had to handicap it, Justice, who do you think Harbaugh goes to? Oh, man. Um, I still think Denver is intriguing just because of the Condoleezza Rice connection. You know, obviously she has deep Stanford ties, um, you know, new ownership too, right? They want to make their big splash. The only thing I don't know if is if, you know, George, the general manager, would – be willing to kind of sign off on that. I mean, he already got kneecapped to the point where both the head coach and the general manager are going to have to report to the new ownership um, to have Harbaugh then in there. I mean, he's a highly respected, um, you know, front office member in the league. He was kind of a guy who had taken uh, general manager interviews before. And some stories say, you know, maybe he would have had opportunities. Maybe he didn't, but he was kind of a guy who, sat back and was able to kind of pick his spot. He picked his spot in Denver. And then to have all of this happen within a year time span, um, I I don't know. Would there be pushback, right? I, I guess that's the, the one caveat I have with the Broncos job. Because the Broncos job also, I, I know everyone's piling on Russell Wilson right now, which like you should. He was very annoying the entire offseason, taking a bunch of videos <laughs> and stuff. Like, I understand he's a very exhausting person, but, like, he's still a quarterback. Like, if you're if you're doing the math on, like, should I go to Carolina, should I go to Denver, one of them has a quarterback, right? And that means, like, you can hit the ground running. So, um, I do I do think the Denver job is probably the one to watch at this point, but, you know, they're still early on in the process. He's going to the Colts. <laughs> Played for the Colts. You think so? Yeah, yeah. ring of honor, in fact. Ring of Honor. Um, did you guys catch Grigson at the podium? The Grigson. Ryan Grigson, uh, or wait, who who was just talking <laughs> about? Are you talking there Ballard. <laughs> one one of the failed Colts GMs. That's what that's what I mean. Um, yeah, Ballard. That was very bizarre. I don't like if we're talking about owners who are going to give Harbaugh what they want. It seems like the Colts owner qualifies for giving somebody who they want, especially after what he just went through, especially, especially um, giving into Jeff Saturday. So it just seems like that fit makes a lot of sense to me. They don't have a ton of cap space. I think they're under 20 million, but I mean, the Colts are in a position to win right away. Just given the given that division, given the state of the um, given the state of the Colts, I think it'd be a rather easy turnaround for Harbaugh comparative uh, to the rest of the other jobs out there. He's playing quarterback there. We'll get there. <laughs> Not, yeah, what I was quarterbacks gonna, just fall out of trees. My bad. No, you're, thank you. <laughs> the as tone. always. Oh man. What what I was going to bring up is when we were talking about San Francisco. Look at the offenses that Harbaugh had when he was with the 49ers. Yes, he had an all-world defense, but he knows how to win games. He just got to the college football playoff with JJ freaking McCarthy Justice. I'm sure he can figure out how to win in the NFL with the way the Colts are currently compromised. I'm, I think I'm honestly Lance, not. Trey Lance hey. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. I would put nothing past anybody in this situation. Apparently, former players only for the Colts head coaching job. I just want people to right. know, too. Before we went on, Justice, KP, we're all throwing out like, hey, which coach could go here? Kyle has just spoken in absolutes. Harbaugh is going to the Colts. Yeah. You know what's happening with these coaches, KP. Why, why pretend that it's not going to happen, right? <laughs> All right. Well, then that brings us to another name on the list. Sean Payton, his rights are still owned by the Saints. So anybody that wants him is going to have to work out some sort of trade. But his name's been speculated uh, for a bunch of different teams. The Cardinals, the Chargers, you brought up Justice before he went on. Kyle, since you have the crystal ball, where is Sean Payton going? Justice brought up the Chargers way, way back when. And then we started yes. seeing rumors um, saying that, hey, well, he, he was on TV saying the same thing. But um, <laughs> it, it kind of uh, – has that cooled off at all? I guess we're going to find that That's out. The, the two jobs, right, Dallas and the Chargers, are the ones like, hey, 
You're going to find out this weekend if those jobs right. are going to come open. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you embarrass yourselves in the wild card round, your head coach might get fired. But I don't know. I guess that's a T- TBD at this point. But I guess a KP is supposed to answer this. But I think Arizona <laughs> makes a lot of sense. For so, yeah, we know we know Cliff's, Cliff Kingsbury is fired from Arizona. Uh, Sean McVay, like nothing's been announced yet. But when you're having t- uh, staff meetings saying, hey, if you guys have a job out there, Go get it. If you need recommendations, Cohen is OC already went to, already back to Kentucky. So yeah. um, the proof, the writing's on the wall there, right? I mean, it's only a matter of uh, when McVay actually announces. So Deshaun Payton, is he going to hold out and cross his fingers that the Chargers job comes available or that the Cowboys job comes available? Or does he see something in Arizona? Uh, does he believe in Kyler Murray? Is he going to put up with their ownership and what Arizona's had going on there for the past five years? Or does he think that the Rams are a quick turnaround? Does he buy into there? And maybe we're, you know, maybe Sean Payton's more interested in, like, as we're talking about, like a Russell Wilson um, the, with Denver. But I think it's going to be the NFC West. And I think it's going to be um, the Rams when it's all said and done. So welcome like to that. the NFC Do you West. think Sneed stays? That's a good one. Um, Everyone man, should retire. That I was going to say. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> should retire. Everyone that, should just leave L.A. And just like treat it as a, a deserted island for two years. <laughs> if I'm if you're Peyton and you just you retired because you didn't want to go through the rebuild with the Saints, right? To the point that you're in the retirement presser and you're like, Don't be surprised if I'm gonna be back in a year, <laughs> right? Why would you then take on this Rams rebuild? Is it just being in LA? Why are we assuming that the Rams are a rebuild? Is they have no Donald picks. Gonna rock away? They have no picks. Stafford has a chronic back issue sure. now to go along. Aaron with Donald may walk away. Right, it's a I very top-heavy roster. It, there's no doubt about that. And, and if if Aaron Donald returns, and by the way, people are pretending that Jalen Ramsey was bad this year. That could not be further from the truth. He's <laughs> he still was. A star he wasn't player. bad. Yeah. As the <laughs> as, as the uh, the stand-in as the the Jalen Ramsey hater, he was not right. actually bad this year. <laughs> right. Um. I I'm not just sold that. I know they had a bad season, and it's easy to look at, you know, what have you done for me lately? But I'm not sold that next year the Rams will be um, terrible again. And then why is McVay retiring? I mean, Mike Florio literally said on Sunday Night Football, Sean McVay is not walking away because he has burnout. He's walking away because he doesn't want to go through the rebuild. The whole process, that's probably why, right? Building it up again. I don't. I, I just. I just. I just don't get it. I don't get it, and I don't know if I'm ever going to get it. And if it happens, I don't know if that's even going to help me understand it. Let me if, ask you: If it happens, will you tell me I'm right on air? I'll tell you you're right. I'll Can't still wait. not understand it. That's all. My really word means want. nothing, KP. So, <laughs> if you are Sean Payton, and let's this is the hypothetical of all hypotheticals, but let's just say the Chargers lose in the first round, their job opens up. The Cowboys lose in the first round. Their job opens up. And you're Sean Payton. Do you want to go to the Chargers or do you want to go to the Cowboys? And you know Jerry would pay to get Sean Payton because he's wanted him to coach the team forever. I'll go Dallas. I would go Dallas just off of the money alone. I mean, Jerry's going to do move hell and high water, right, to be able to get you to compete at a Super Bowl level. The Chargers are still... Not a very rich team. I mean, obviously, you're going to have, you know, Justin Herbert. You have some nice pieces there. You know, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, all those guys. But I think Dallas has the means to be able to push you to the, like, really to the limit of, like, how much does – how how far does money go in the NFL? Not just in terms of what you can do in terms of the signings and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously, cap space is going to be a limiter. But, like, your coaching staff, your training staff, all that stuff, like – I, I think that's number one with a bullet. The Chargers are in the red right now in cap space. And it's not like the Cowboys aren't like, you know, they, I think they're under 10 million in cap space. But as you said, we know that their pockets are unlimited. We know that if they get close, like let's say ahead of the trade you're deadline. Name dropping wide receivers at the trade deadline. Like, that's what I was just going to say. Um, if, if you are 500 at the trade deadline, Jerry's going to do whatever he can. Let's think about it in November and December, he's openly saying we're going to have Odell Beckham on our roster. Of course that didn't work <laughs> out, but like he's here to win. So if you're Sean Payton, you know, that's the case. And I mean, just look at the rosters right now. Uh, Dallas is so much closer to competing 
And like, if you're the Chargers, are you going to count on Keenan Allen again? Like they have the same chronic injuries year over year. So that's yeah, a you shouldn't do that, by the way. Keenan looks washed. All right. Indeed. Are there any other head coaches that you think we should mention uh, before we take a break and get to our playoff quarterbacks? D'Amico Ryans, uh, Ben Johnson, both of those guys seem to be getting a lot of momentum. Is there anyone else you think we should keep our eye on? KP, I'll start with you. I mean, we, we've seen some of the hotter names, just as you said, D'Amico Ryans, Ben Johnson and Kafka. Those seem like the three hottest coordinators. Right. And it was cool to see Kafka get requested. Uh, we've talked a little bit about him over the over the weeks, just how he's been the brains behind the operation for the Giants. So I'll be interested to see if either of those either of those guys take a job or either of those those three just continue to wait out, right? Continue to wait for the perfect job. And I'm not sure the perfect job exists, but um, that is kind of like if you're a new head coach, are you really going to hitch your wagons to the freaking Texans job? Probably. Not. <laughs> God bless whoever takes that job. One other thing I'll mention. The Shrine Bowl in Vegas, they're the ones doing um, – they're the ones getting the coaching staffs this year instead of the uh, Senior Bowl. And the coaching staffs they got, the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots. And the reason they got those staffs is they don't an- anticipate any coordinator changes or any head coaching changes. What does that mean? Matt Patricia? Oh, my God. Coming back? That's insane. Didn't he get fired? Did he not get fired? Was that not official? As far Apparently, as I know, he's still there. Apparently How much not. worse they announced does he it today. <laughs> he was literally he was comfortably one of the worst offensive coordinators I've He's seen a bomb surgeon, years. dude. Can't fire him. Oh jeez. He's a what? <laughs> a bomb surgeon. <laughs> he, he was All not right. a good defensive coordinator. He was somehow worse as an offensive coordinator, but gets to keep his job. All right. So obviously there's still all the shuffling pretty much to do. So we'll be talking about the coaching carousel many times as we go forward into the eventual NFL offseason. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will run through the gauntlet. We'll get to the bottom of the big question of the week. Which playoff quarterback is playing the best right now? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. As they win the Gridiron Gauntlet. Okay, Smarty, what's a gauntlet? Truly don't even know what a gauntlet is. The gauntlet has been laid. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show. All right, it is gauntlet time. We come up with candidates based on a question of the week, and we pit those candidates against each other until only one remains. In the event of a tie, Steven Serdovero Arrowhead Pride is going to break that tie for us. He's been extremely biased in the past. So we'll see if that continues on today's show. Today's theme, which playoff quarterback is playing the best right now? I'll start with you, KP. Whoever the Ravens throw out there, and whoever the Dolphins throw out there, and we got word today, it is not going to be Tua. He's already been declared out. It is looking like Skylar Thompson. So Ravens-Dolphins, which one of those quarterbacks is playing the best right now? Oh, man. Skylar or what, Tyler Huntley? We're talking about QB3 Maybe. QB3. Um, it's not easy. Or if By default, you have to go with the, the quarterback who has the better weapons, right? So Skylar Thompson has Mike McDaniel, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. Um, Tyler Huntley has, all right, <laughs> Mark, Mark Andrews. <laughs> you can you can take Mark Andrews. I'm good there. Anyway, uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to go Skylar Thompson. And it's not, you know, the greatest vote of confidence, but for all the reasons that I said, just supporting cast, I imagine he's going to be put in a situation to succeed against the Bills, against a team that, you know, the Miami has some familiarity against. Uh, I just don't know what the, the Ravens are trying to accomplish offensively. And it, to be fair, like it's tough. You know, they don't have their weapons, their best weapons. Last week, um, they were relying on Sammy Watkins. <laughs> and Ooh, hey, I remember him. <laughs> Watkins made a play and then he fumbled. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, he made a play. So, <laughs> a did. play. So, I can't, I can't believe you're doubting uh, Pro Bowl alternate Tyler Huntley. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Wow. Jeez. Wow. I don't know if you understood the question because it, it was just quarterbacks. <laughs> It was just Courtney. He didn't ask you about the team. He didn't ask you about yeah, Jalen right. Waddle, Tyreek Hill. It surely doesn't matter when we're talking yeah. about football. I'm going Tyler Huntley. We're starting off with a bang already. Love it. Wow. Steven, All right. get in here. Pro Bowl alternate. <laughs> that's it. That's his argument. Just the, the fact that he's a that's Pro it. Bowl yeah. argument. Oh, it's Skylar Thompson. Because bang. everything that gave me Do you understand the question? Listen, yeah, okay, you so I'm, I'm going to take everything into account here and what the situation is. And I don't, the Ravens haven't been scoring. They haven't been putting up points. And the Dolphins haven't looked good either. But at least Tyreek and Jalen Waddle can, you just give them one, give them one chance to take it to the house and they can put points on the board. I have no faith in the Ravens whatsoever. I don't care how good their defense is playing. They cannot score against anybody. And- I, will, I will say, KP, I know you watch West Coast College ball. I'm an Oregon fan. The fact that Anthony Brown is starting NFL games this season, I would have never imagined that that was in the realm of possibilities after seeing his college career. Um, Six-foot quarterback, middling arm, right? Uh, He's the worst Oregon quarterback I've ever seen in my lifetime. He started (laughs) an NFL game this weekend. That is really insane, man, to say out loud because, yeah, just two years ago, he was was with the Ducks. I know it wasn't long ago, but – They've come a long way. Uh, the, the, the upgrade <laughs> from getting a Bo Nix, for example, that is that is pretty nuts. But, I mean, I'm, I was just looking at these quarterbacks that we're talking about right now, their stats. Uh, Skyler Thompson, 104 yards, 152 yards, 21 attempts, 31 attempts, 5 yards per attempt, uh, 4.9 yards per Huntley attempt. Huntley could do that. These guys are and not run. pushing the ball at all <laughs> down the field. Huntley, 130 yards, 115 yards, 138 yards. These are QB3s for a reason. Uh, I should point out, by the way, Jordan Schultz tweeted, Lamar Jackson is still dealing with, quote, extreme swelling and remains pretty limited, according to Jordan Schultz. I'm told that this has nothing to do with his contract either. <laughs> Not sure I buy that why part did he, of the report. Why did he feel like he needed to add that? Like, come on. Man, the amount of water carrying this week from insiders between that and coaches getting fired and these little stupid comments that they put in. Oh, Cliff Kingsbury got fired, but it was more kind of like a mutual. Yeah. Just stop. We it's don't need off. it, man. He we know, paid, man, he's going to be yeah, all right. Like we know what you're doing here. All right. So Skylar Thompson, congratulations. You move on justice. Which quarterback is playing the best the right guy. now? Skylar Thompson or Daniel Jones? <laughs> Daniel Jones. Oh God. Yeah, it's Daniel Jones. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, like he is legitimately a very good runner, like one of the better yeah. running quarterbacks in the NFL. And you can devise a game plan around that. Just last week, he ran for 91 yards. Um, he's actually fine as a passer. I mean, I know they get him into you know better situations than he's used to being in operative situations, but. Uh, he threw for 334 yards against the, the vaunted Vikings defense last time he uh, he played them. So I think Daniel Jones gives you a chance to win. And I don't think he's been um, – I, I, I guess I the best way to put it is he's been a lot better than expected this year. And Kafka, Dable, like they deserve yeah. a ton of credit for that. But he's made plays when they when they needed to, and he's been competitive. And I think that's that's all you can ask for, at, especially you know out of what we've seen previously out of Daniel Jones. So this one's pretty easy. I'll, I'll go Daniel Jones, and I would not rule out. I got. Well, why are we assuming that the Giants are just going to roll over against the Vikings this time around? Oh, I don't think that. I think that's going to be the best game this week, or the most competitive game this week, depending on how some of these injuries break out. Right? Like obviously. The Ravens situation doesn't help them. Um, we'll see what the Chargers injury report 
looks like today. Uh, but if if that Jags Chargers game isn't up there, then it's going to be Giants Vikings for me in terms of like what I want to sit down, watch all the way through, see every snap. Giants game kicks off at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. Can I sway either of you gentlemen by pointing out in his career, Daniel Jones has played in 17 games, either prime time or 425. He has lost 15 of those 17 games. And Jared Goff can't throw in the cold, but he beat the Packers last week. (laughs) Apparently neither can Aaron Rodgers. Hey, there we go. All right. Congratulations. again. Congratulations, Daniel Jones. You move on. Conveniently after he threw an interception. (laughs) He has 700 yards rushing on the season, Daniel Jones, and seven touchdowns. That's pretty damn impressive. Uh, Okay, KP, which playoff quarterback is playing better right now, Daniel Jones or fellow NFC East passer Dak Prescott? Yeah, you mentioned the rushing. So he's had quite a few games where Daniel Jones went over uh, 75, 60 yards, whatever you want to call it. And that, for a quarterback – is very impressive. Dak Prescott, however, has done a very good job of throwing the ball to the other team out of play. <laughs> what is going on there? Because to me, he's as close to a computer as we have. Like he knows what he knows Dallas's offense inside and out. But there are these times where his computer, his chip, malfunctions, and it just does not look great. But I just, I mean, I'm not going to take Daniel Jones over uh, Dak Prescott because I know what Dak. Dak's capable of. I don't know what Daniel Jones is capable of. You mentioned like in the time slot when each player would have to quote unquote step up in class. Who would you bet on? I remember Dak against uh, the Jaguars, for example. And I know that they lost that game, but that was like they put up 34 points against a playoff caliber team. Uh, he did the same thing in his first game back against the Eagles. He freaking shredded the Eagles. So it's easy to point out to the interceptions, but I just think Dak gives you so much better of an opportunity to win a game. And I mean, I know it's a quarterback question, but we're talking about weapons here. <laughs> um, give me, give me what Dallas has as opposed to a uh, Richie James and the, and the giants. So uh, <laughs> that's pretty easy for me. I'll go Dak. J- Justice. What do you think? Is there any chance? Like what is your argument for Daniel Jones here? I get it would have to be very short-sighted, right? Just like recent results based. I, right. I'm just, I'm not willing to sell stock on Dak just yet. I, I need to see him do this over an extended period of time because even over the last two years when he's been healthy, he's been so consistent. So I understand he's thrown interceptions now, but give me Dak every single time in this spot. Yeah, the only argument you could make for Daniel Jones is that he takes care of the football better, which is something that he has not always done. True. Uh, Daniel Jones has just five interceptions on the year. Uh, and only three lost fumbles, so eight total turnovers for Daniel Jones on the year. Do you know his rookie year, he had 16 lost fumbles? That's absurd. Yes, I do remember that. It's tough to guess. All right, so Dak Prescott move on. Justice, which quarterback's playing better right now, Dak or Kirk Cousins? Oh, man, give me Dak, too, because I saw Kirk Cousins play Green Bay two weeks ago. He's just throwing the ball all over to backers. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going with Dak. I, I still just think... I kind of think Kirk is the same guy. And I know like the early season pressure rates and stuff like that, they're supposed to show that like Kirk's gotten better under pressure. Didn't look like it against Green Bay, man. I don't know. That that looked like the same dude that we've been watching for the past decade now. So I'm going to roll with Dak here. Steve said Dak has thrown 11 interceptions in his last seven games. That is pretty crazy. And I'm still going to roll with Dak here knowing that I've seen <laughs> Kirk Cousins will airmail. No, he won't airmail. He will one hop an out route to Justin Jefferson and that'll just ruin a drive. That happens. Yeah. Justin three Jefferson to four times a game. Deer throw his helmet <laughs> in through a ref. <laughs> just, I, I'm, I honestly, I would have a Daniel Jones versus Kirk Cousins conversation. I'm at, I'm at that point with Kirk. Well, he's already gone. I know, but like, I don't know. Like, are we not putting those guys in the same tier? Like, those are the same type of quarterback to me for the most part in terms of what you're getting as the output. Do you remember a few weeks, or it was a month ago or so, Cousins against the Cowboys, how bad that was? Like, when he – we're talking about – I'm thinking of stepping up in class. Like, when we're talking about stepping up in class, that is not somebody I want anything to do with. So, 
Um, yeah, Cousins made Justin Jefferson take his braids out. That's good enough for me, man. I'm going to go uh, <laughs> Dak pretty comfortably here. It is crazy to me for a guy that has thrown as many touchdowns as Kirk Cousins has. And he has more than you think. He seems to frustrate his wide receivers like nobody's business. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. We've seen Adam Thielen just rip him to shreds on the sideline during games. Now it's Justin Jefferson. I don't know what it is about Kirk, but man, he seems to frustrate his top wide receivers. And maybe it's what you guys just said. You, you remember the early season stuff where they were putting the chain on him and all that, though? Right. That was fun. That was, that was fun. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, just the side of the opposite color. He freaks out. And I know I'm sure that there are numbers that back this up, but he just doesn't step into his throws. Like I mentioned, he one hops throws. He leaves a lot of yards on the field. And then when he when he does that, like one he compounds his mistakes and it just snowballs and it gets bad. Like his once usually when he throws one interception, you can count on um, two and maybe even three coming in. That's not what you want in the playoffs. So I, I just can't bet on Kirk. Next up on the gauntlet, Dak Prescott or Geno Smith, KP, which quarterback's playing better right now? Ooh, baby. Geno Smith. Did you guys see the pass? He had the title locket last, uh, last week for a touchdown. That's, that's a dime. And Gino, whew, I don't know how I'm going to pick against Gino here. I, I want to go Dak because, again, he he is consistent. And we have to remove recency bias, right? We have to move the – you have to pretend like he hasn't thrown 11 interceptions in the last seven games. Or <laughs> you have to pretend that, like, interceptions, as detrimental as they can be to the success of your offense, like, that's not everything, right? Dak is a very good quarterback. And he gets Dallas into the right situations – a lot. He is the reason that they are able to move the ball in the manner that they do. But when Gino has Tyler Lockett on the field, he is a superstar. And I know that sounds outrageous to say, but he's a very good quarterback. He's the type of quarterback you need to win in the playoffs. I think he's done a really good job of taking care of the ball. I'm saying that after he just threw two pretty bad interceptions too that washed up Jalen Ramsey last week. But um, <laughs> I'm going to go Gino here, man. I think the way that he's pushing the ball down the field, he's a, sneakily a good runner, runner too. Like he's he does a good job of using his legs, and he's just mobile. But I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm gonna go Gino just because I think he's more aggressive and he relies on his stars. And I, they're not gonna they're not gonna win this week, but I don't I don't think us uh, I think Seattle's gonna have some success, honestly. I mean, Brock Purdy is under center; anything can happen. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna go Dak. Just because if if Gino would have kept up that first half pace of the season through the second half, I probably would have picked Gino. And you are right. He is more aggressive. He does lean on the stars more. But I'm just going to trust the consistency of Dak here. So, Steven, get your ass in here. Yeah, um, I think it's got to be Dak Prescott. Um, wow. Gino's fun. Got to win uh, on the board. Listen, Gino throwing 30 touchdowns in the year 2022 is remarkable. So and it, it's an incredible feat that he put together this season. And I think, you know, part of the stumble was their offensive line that played really well early in the season really started to kind of fall apart midway through the season and injuries and stuff like that. So I think all of that kind of lent to Gino kind of taking a slide uh, around the middle of the season. But Dak, even with the interceptions, is just better. Like, he's just a better quarterback. And I think that Dallas has the talent that, like, if they actually put together any kind of consistency, they can go on a playoff run and give anybody problems. So I think it's got to be Dak Prescott. Gino scored Smith. 34 points in a game in the second half, in this second half slump that you guys are talking about, and lost. He scored 24 against a playoff caliber team and lost like he was putting up points and the chiefs game he didn't have tyler lockett when I, i'm telling you like he makes a world of difference for that offense because they run through him but it's really the defense man i think that's that's the unit that really let seattle down and gino um took some of the fault for it gino is the only quarterback in the nfc to throw for 30 touchdowns this season you know how much money you could have made on that bet before the year started so much it's absurd. Anyway, sorry, Gino. You're not good enough to make this list. Justice. Quarterback <laughs> playing better 
right now, I feel like we're losing that back part of this question here as we go through this. Better right now, Dak or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Um, I mean, he's an MVP candidate, right? He's he's right up there with everyone. I mean, he's not doing the 11 interceptions last seven games. I think everything is kind of built for him to succeed. Like, he's got the skill position guys. He doesn't have the offensive line turmoil that, that Dallas has been going through, right? Like, he has the complementary defense the same way that Dallas does. Things are going in his direction, um, but I definitely go with Hurts here, head to head. I mean, he, he's just having a great year. Hurts is the most improved player in the NFL. He's mm-hmm. been incredible, man. Uh, Think of how uh, last year, wild card round, and what happened to him compared to how we're talking about him now. They couldn't Huge throw the strides. ball. Huge strides, man. And now they're like three step drop, throw it outside the numbers, forty yards down the field, so they can do that on first down. Still come back on second down and run their offense like normal, knowing that Jalen is going to do the right thing, and they'll still be able to get a first down with two downs to go. If that doesn't tell you how well or how confident they are in Jalen Hurts, and we didn't get a chance to see his legs against the Giants last week, just because you know it was a meaningless game, they were probably going to win that game uh, no matter what. But I think we're going to see that uh, factor come back into life in the playoffs. So seven hundred and fifty yards on the ground through four, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. But I think, again, just talking about Geno being aggressive, Jalen was heaving the ball down the field. Like, he was throwing the nines. He was throwing those post routes. And, I mean, give your guys a chance to make a play, and he did exactly that. So, uh, very impressed with how Jalen Hurts played this season. And it's – yeah, he's he was better than Dak Prescott. Uh, recently, all season, you, however you want to chop it up. Are we sure he's 100% healthy? After the Giants game last week, Nick Sirianni said, I knew Jalen was hurting and hurting bad. Why the hell was he playing in the game if that was the case? I was surprised by that. I didn't think that they needed to play him. I'm sure that it was more about just getting him, you know, live reps before, even though even though they were going to have a bye week. But you, you don't want a player coming off injury and the playoff game, the divisional round being his first time playing in what would have been a month. So I guess I understand in that sense, but – to leave him in or to like, if you notice any sort of limp or any sort of gimp or anything like that along those lines, it would have been an easy no, no for me. So yeah, I was a little surprised to see him in there. Justice, did you think that he was going to play? Did you think he would finish the game? I didn't see a reason why you needed to play him. I mean, I'm always surprised that these teams actually play these guys that last week of the season. And it seems like you're almost more likely to play him if you have that first round by, because it gets in the coaches heads that, they don't want those two those two off weeks back to back. That never really made sense to me. I I don't know. I I don't really subscribe to that theory. Maybe I'm the one who's who's wrong about it, but I just didn't see a reason for for that to happen. The Chargers, all the Chargers getting hurt at the end of that game that they have nothing to play for. It's like, dude, rest your guys. What are you guys doing? Very weird scenario, but Chargers going to charge her, I guess, and we'll get to them pretty soon. Uh, KP, better playoff quarterback right now, Jalen Hurts or Trevor Lawrence? Oh man, we um, we've seen Trevor Lawrence grow in the last month, and I mean, I have some thoughts on that. I think that he's just be honestly, he's become a better leader. He's not. <laughs> the easiest way to put it is whenever he would make a mistake early in the season, he would instantly turn into a sad boy. Like he would go moping <laughs> and then the rest of the, the offense would pay for it. But like he still had, I don't, I don't know if you want to put the fumble or the flip on him last week. I know that it hit the dude in the hands, but uh, he's just done a much better job uh, as usual, as most quarterbacks have uh, just taking care of the ball. So when you do that, uh, your offense isn't behind the eight ball, right? There's not this immense pressure for you to score knowing that, you know, your defense might lack a little bit. So, Whew. Trevor Lawrence is very good, man. And he, <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about MVP versus uh, a guy who came on strong, but still has something to prove. But the question is right now. And I think if you were to ask me uh, two minutes to go against defense X, who would I rather have? If I'm the play caller, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence because I would run his ass. But uh, Doug Peterson doesn't believe in that. So, Oh man, I think I think I'm gonna go Trevor Lawrence here, and Ooh. just because I I would trust him to get me to the right spot when we're on schedule. So if it's a three step, if it's five step drop, 
Oh man, but in that red zone, Jalen Hurts running, oh, that's tough to turn down too. So I, I don't know that there's a wrong answer here, but I think I'm going to go Trevor. And okay, I'll go Trevor because if you swap quarterbacks, I mean, what Eagles probably don't lose again this year. So let's see that. Trevor Lawrence, one passing touchdown in his last three games, hasn't hit 100 passer rating last three games. I'm going Jalen Hurts. Wow, that was succinct, but I like it. All right, Steven, we're calling you into service once again. What do you got? I'm Steven, can I just tell you? Yes, you second win. I knew win. he was going to do second it. Second win. It's a Justice Week, baby. <laughs> Steve, he just played you. He said Trevor Lawrence didn't throw for a lot of yards. They beat the Texans 31-3. to They were playing I the said they threw Texans. One, one, one passing touchdown, didn't hit 100 passing, and, 100 uh, passer rating. Yeah, I, that Texans game didn't matter at all. Like most of the starters were out by halftime in that game. Uh, but no, Trevor has been great. Trevor's been phenomenal. It's been so cool to see this turnaround that he's had in his second year with Doug Peterson after the disaster that was his rookie season because of Urban Meyer. And at this point, you can just blame it all on that. Like you can 100% blame it all on Urban Meyer. But Jalen Hurts, and you mentioned this, KP, like, he's one of the most improved players in the NFL this season. I know, I know he's coming off the injury, but as long as he is healthy and they've got this bye week to really try to make sure that he is, if he plays like he was playing, which was a a legitimate, you know, front running MVP candidate, then he and the Eagles have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, which is kind of getting healthy now because they were really banged up for a while there down the stretch over the last half of the NFL season. Like, I just think Jalen Hurts can go toe to toe with anybody. And I'm not convinced that the Jags are just there are there just yet, or that Trevor's there just yet. But I think that Jalen is. Sure. Trevor's yeah. gonna be everyone's favorite quarterback going into next year, right? Oh 100%. every everyone is gonna be just puffing him up, trying to get ahead of like the big breakout season, right? Yeah, just like I feel like we do with the Jags every year right it's like oh <laughs> soccer america's next big sport since 1985 <laughs> trevor lawrence everybody's favorite quarterback for like six years now we'll see we'll see but jalen hurts moves on congratulations jalen justice next up playoff quarterback playing the playing better right now jalen hurts or justin herbert man give me the social media quarterback i just think that throws that <laughs> The throws that Justin Herbert is able to make, I mean, how many guys realistically in the NFL can make them right now? Because Rodgers hasn't been doing it this year, right? So that leaves you with your answer. It's Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, he's right up there in terms of like the high, high, high end throws that you can make. Um, I understand. I've noticed that his (laughs) name hasn't come up yet, which has me suspicious. Um but no, I'm I'm taking Herbert here. He's just I mean, he's as close to Dan Marino as you can make in this era. Wow. Um I think he's I mean, I, I don't want to say that he's a better athlete because I, I just didn't watch Dan Marino live, so I can't say that. But I think Herbert is a superb athlete for he's a, a way better size. athlete. Yeah, like I don't just want to project and pretend, but whew. so there's a lot on Herbert's plate. And when you compare that to what other quarterbacks are asked to do, it, it, it helps put into perspective, like how special of a season he's had. And I mean, we just talked about Jalen Hurts having AJ Brown, having Devonta Smith and just a good, a really good running game actually. But Herbert had to play quite a few games without some of his top wide receivers and the chargers, you know, they just kept humming along. They kept scoring points. And a lot of that is in place for him. They also have um, Matt Patricia. It's, it's essentially Matt Patricia. He's not good at all. Like yeah. he doesn't, he's not creative. He doesn't put his players in a position to succeed. And it's essentially, hey, I'm going to run a bunch of seven-yard routes. Hey, 10, go figure it out. Make me look better. And it, he does. So if anything, um, yeah, Herbert's, Herbert's extension is going to be interesting to watch. I think this one's pretty easy, though. I think Herbert is comfortably um, – I, w- I would take him over Hurts for sure. Wow. I got to say, I didn't think that's how that was going to go. But all right, congrats, Justin Herbert. You move on. KP, next up, Justin Herbert or Joe freaking Burrow? Oh, man, I can't wait to hear Justin's answer here. I, It's Herbert. And when I watch, man, I I always want more when I watch Burrow. 
And when I'm watching Herbert, I'm thinking, oh, smokes. Like, not a lot of people are able to do that. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, since he, I know their numbers probably look better offensive line wise, but I, I still don't think they can block. And maybe that affects Burrow. He has some crazy games where he will just go off for over 350. But there are other games, specifically against Baltimore, where he just does not look like the quarterback many people expect him to look. Um, even a couple of weeks ago in Tampa Bay, and I know they blew him out. I know the score was probably not as close. But when you're watching that game, you're not coming away thinking, wow, Burrow is a top five, top ten guy. I never get that feeling when I watch Herbert. And he puts the team on his back where I think the Bengals down the stretch, they were um, – the circumstances that they were able to benefit from they were, there was a lot of luck and good fortune that they were able to benefit from. I'll say that. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I'll, I'll go Herbert and I don't really have to second guess myself here. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Ravens thing. Cause I think if, if they weren't set to play the Ravens this week, I probably would pick Burrow cause he is having the better season. But if you look at the stat splits between when Burroughs played the Ravens and when he, he, he has it, I mean, he would have been a legitimate, if not MVP candidate, like offensive player of the year candidate, if not for those Ravens Ravens games. So I'm going to go with Herbert here, even though I thought, you know, Burroughs had a better season. And again, I just think just the physical traits, right? Like Herbert's, Herbert's just better. He can make throws that Burrow can't, even though Burroughs kind of running the whole show in Cincinnati. I'm just going to point out that Joe Burrow just beat the Ravens and put up 27 points on them. Uh, he, he look, I know he had one touchdown in the game. What was that, KP? I said 5.1 yards per attempt. Yeah, the, the Ravens kind of have his number. He did have That's... a 23.5 QBR in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get it in there because I But who needs like all I... the facts? I could hear Cincinnati fans screaming from sure. Ohio, so I just wanted to point that oh, out. Man, All right, if, if the Ravens could do it with a backup quarterback this week, Ooh, good night. Let's... They'd go nuts. I feel like we're kind of rooting for that quietly. <laughs> Maybe not so quietly. KP, you are up. Playoff quarterback playing better right now, Justin Herbert or Captain America, Tom Brady? Oh, man. We're still not at Purdy yet. Interesting. Um, Yeah, like what? When you're watching that offense, the, I'm speaking of the Bucks, talking about leaving a lot to be desired. So what is that? Because they haven't. Why? Why do they struggle so much? Is it all left switch? Is it because they have a 45 year old quarterback? I know what his name is. I know he's considered the greatest of all time, but they just can't get it together. And I, I know he he threw for a ton of yards against the Panthers, but um, I, I feel like most of the other recent weeks probably tell a better picture, paint a better picture of uh, how Brady has been over the season. I don't know that I can pick pick Brady, man. I just – something is off there. I'm, I can't put my finger what it is because, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they have the weapons there. But he's been inconsistent all season, and I'm not going to let, you know, a one-off game change that. So I think I'm going to stick with Herbert here. I'm going to go with Herbert too, and it's just if, – if you blanket – Mike Evans, what can Tom Brady do at this point, right? We've seen Herbert out his, you know, top guys, right, and and seen him respond to that. I do have a question for you guys, though. All these rumors about Tom Brady wanting to go to Vegas and stuff like that, do you even want Brady if you're Vegas? Or do you want to take a shot at someone else? So, if you sign Brady – uh, how many years are you assuming that he's going to play? Is it just going to be – is he going to just Dude, sign one-year deals – yeah, like until he hangs it up. Do it we know that? Like, why are we assuming that he's not going he's not to decline? Play until he's fifty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why are we assuming that he's not going to decline another year? Um, if you're building around Devonta Adams, I, I I don't see how Brady would be the answer there. So I I don't think so. I would I would go in another direction, but at the same time, who like also what option are you going to bring in that's better than Brady? Devonta right. left Green Bay because he didn't want he didn't want his career tied to Aaron who is going to do this retire-unretire thing. He said that Aaron was honest with him in that, uh, you know, he wasn't for sure going to keep coming back. And that's one of the reasons that he wanted to go to Vegas. And now you're bringing in Tom Brady? How's that going to be any different? 
I don't know if I'm a Raider fan and I've had to watch Derek freaking Carr for, <laughs> for, for some Raiders fans their whole lives. Give me Tom Brady with Devontae Adams and Waller. That's franchise leader. I mean, Derek look, Carr. I'll figure it out a All year from stats. now, man. I'm just, I don't know. As a Raider fan, I would welcome it, but uh, he's out now. So sorry, Tommy, you're out. All right, Justice, here you go. Quarterback playing better right now. Justin Herbert or Brock Tober. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way you guys, you guys would not trade Justin Herbert for Brock Purdy right now. What do you think that deal would look like? (laughs) Like, find those three first round picks. The Trey Lance trade. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) find those three first round picks back, and then throw in Purdy, and and maybe. But even then, that that bag feels a little light. It has to be Herbert. If um, if Herbert was the 49ers quarterback. 49ers odds to win the Super Bowl would be like minus 1600. Um, the, so we do have to give Purdy credit because last year in the draft, um, <laughs> I, I actually think for if you just consider the circumstance, he's played really well. Uh, he there are these plays where he will give you an opportunity. Um, last week he tried to outrun Isaiah Simmons, who oh, runs God. a 4 4. And surprisingly, didn't make it. That was like, okay, Brock, like you, you got to understand these guys. Uh, these guys are in the NFL. Like they're all fast, and you're not going to be able to high school your way out of this. But he doesn't. It's for me the 49ers, for the forty. Just thinking in 49ers terms, it's going to come down to can can the 49ers quarterback make the four to five throws that the 49ers quarterback has not been able to make in the playoffs uh, the previous two times. Justin Herbert, that is not an issue. So, I mean, this question's easy. I, it's Herbert, and I, I would love to hear the argument for Purdy, other than you know his supporting cast. But if we're just keeping it, you know, quarterback, quarterback, I, I don't see the argument. I'm going to say this, and it's going to make a lot of 49er fans really mad at me. I don't think Brock Purdy's doing anything that special. His numbers are special, but if you look at some of the throws. It's slants, it's screens. He's doing good things, yes, but like his numbers make him look better to me than he has. And I think it has more to do with not Jimmy Garoppolo back there right. than it does specifically with Brock Purdy. I know that's going to, Niner fans are going to kill me for that, but I think that's the truth. What What is a disappointing, like where's the line for disappointment in the playoffs with Brock Purdy under center? Is it still Super Bowl or bust? Hundred percent. Oh, I see. I totally disagree. To me, to me, it's, it's not Brock Purdy. It's so house it's, money, baby. I don't. I don't view it like that because they have a strong roster, and this is arguably the best offense that they've had in the playoffs under Kyle Shanahan. So you don't go out and get Christian McCaffrey to lose in the first round to the Seattle Seahawks. And again, it's Purdy, but he's going to be asked to do the same thing Jimmy was. You're talking about True. what Brock did. Or like why Brock's numbers look good. I think Kyle. It's obvious and evident that Kyle Shanahan trusts him more because there's more being put on his plate. Whether it's mm-hmm. throwing the ball down the field, whether it's attacking the defense on third down. As like these screens are only coming after he makes like a rookie mistake, which they do happen. I'm not ignoring that at all. But on third down, in the face of a blitz, Kyle Shanahan's going to dial up something that he has not uh, dialed up for Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think in that sense, uh, the expectations have not changed. Adios. Brock Purdy. Now we get down to the nitty gritty, gentlemen. KP, starting with you, Justin Herbert or Mister Joshua Allen? I think this. Oof, I think Herbert's better than Allen, and I, I know. Wow, a lot of people probably wouldn't agree with that, but like, if you were giving me one quarterback to start a franchise with, and it would be Josh Allen or it would be Justin Herbert, I think it's her. Um, I think it's yeah, Herbert. I think that Allen has. He puts the ball in harm's way a lot, and I'm not like he is a superhuman when it comes to like arm strength. When it comes you do to get just a couple of glimpses of it, the old Josh Allen coming back this year though specifically, yep. like he's he's put the ball at risk a couple more times than he has in the past. I wouldn't say a couple. <laughs> I wouldn't say more <laughs> than that. Uh, so yeah, I mean the 14 interceptions you can't ignore that, but you also can't ignore 35 touchdowns. You also can't ignore running for 762 yards. You can't ignore fading away and throwing like 50 yards out. Like he does things that other quarterbacks wouldn't try. Um, Herbert does try them sometimes. Patrick Mahomes obviously is able to do these things and get away with them. But when we're talking about strictly quarterback things, 
I feel pretty good about this. And I, I would take Herbert. I would trust Herbert to come through in the clutch. I know it might sound like Allen's a better playmaker, but I would even go as far as say Herbert's a better playmaker. Is, um, just, again, going to the right spots with the football, going on time. And we just as mentioned some of the throws he's able to make, like these highlight throws. To me, it's his accuracy, man. Like he can put the ball anywhere he wants to, whether it's 10, 12, 15, 27, and it's on a line. We were talking about arm strength. Arm strength is not being able to throw 60, 65 yards. Every quarterback can do that. We can, I can find somebody out in my neighborhood right now that can throw the ball 50 or 60 yards. That's not impressive. Being able to throw it on a line, uh, that just having the right type of trajectory, having the right type of loft on his throws, like that is what makes Justin Herbert Justin Herbert. So, yeah, I'm going to go Herbert over, over Allen. And, again, I, it's – um, it's not that close to me, honestly. Hold wow. on. Where do you live that you got all these people that could chuck a ball 50 yards? <laughs> it's Scott. So there's actually a lot of uh, old athletes around here for what it's worth. 50 yards is not a long throw. It's really not. All right. Justice. I'm going to go Josh Allen. Uh, just to fight the allegations that I- I'm a Ducks homer. Um, I'm going to go Josh <laughs> no, Allen. No, it's not here. easy for you. <laughs> I know. I know. I actually was thinking about, because they they played against each other in college, I don't know, like I don't know how many people watched that game, that Oregon Wyoming game. And if you would have told people we're going to see, you know, this is two of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL five years later, I don't know if anyone would have believed you. Were they juniors? They were younger. Yeah, they were. I, I think I think Herbert was a year younger than Allen. I can't remember. Um, but I'm going to go Josh. I think he's just done it more consistently. He has better weapons. Um, simple as that. I, I think his running ability just frightens me every single time. Every time he runs down the sideline and he just throws that shoulder down, he's looking for contact. I mean, it's as, it's not as physical as Cam Newton, but it's as close as we've seen of Cam Newton since Cam Newton in terms of the physicality when he's running the ball. And then he just like – He'll he'll do a somersault and then just pop right back up like nothing happened. You're like, this dude's indestructible. Well, he's bigger than most <laughs> of the people trying to tackle him. He's a, he's a defensive end. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Josh Allen on this one. By the way, Josh Allen was nine of twenty-four for sixty-four yards in that <laughs> game against Florida. He was so bad in college. Honestly, Herbert wasn't much better. <laughs> no. uh, younger younger Herbert. So to to your point, when you said these are gonna be two of the better quarterbacks, no shot. No way. All right, Steven, you break the tie. This is actually really close. This is a really tough one for me, just trying to consider everything. And I think I'm going to go Justin Herbert here. Um, it's I, I was going to sweep it. I just I understand <laughs> that, you know, the Bills, obviously, lot going on in Buffalo over the last couple of weeks. And that game against the Patriots was just like the Neheim Hines kick returns and all that stuff, like was just magical and incredible drama in football. But I'm worried about Buffalo a little bit in the playoffs because at the beginning of the season, and some of this is the Von Miller injury, but you know, I was expecting to see like kind of like another level of Josh Allen this year. And I don't think we've really seen it. Like, yes, he's still really, really good. He's an incredible athlete. He can, he can do things with the football that most humans can't do. And yeah, his rushing ability is, is absurd. Like it's, it's Cam Newton ask like quarterback rushing ability, but he just, man, sometimes when he just glitches and throws interceptions, <laughs> like they're Kirk exactly cousins that. level <laughs> interceptions where you're like, well, why, why'd you pump fake it and then throw it straight to a defender? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing, Josh? Like those are the damn it, Brett. And, yep. And, and I just feel like Justin Herbert. Yeah. Like a, as a passer, I, I think that the chargers are in the playoffs because of Justin Herbert and him carrying that roster all season, carrying the, awful play calling and, and making those kinds of plays. Whereas like Josh Allen has a lot of things working in his favor this season and he still makes those kinds of mistakes. So I, I think I'm just, I, I'm in the Justin Herbert camp right now. I, I remember <laughs> very vividly how Josh Allen looked against the jets twice this season. So maybe that's stuck in my mind. Um, the Ravens earlier this season as well. So again, I, I I'm thinking when he steps up in class 
And this isn't to take away from his stardom because everybody knows he's one of uh, the best top three, probably quarterbacks. But when he steps up in class, those mistakes are kind of amplified. And I just don't see that with Herbert. So that's why Herbert got, got the edge for me. Man, I am stunned right now. The last time I saw Josh Allen in the playoffs, he was kicking ass against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not his fault the Chiefs went down the field and scored. I mean, every time Josh Allen needed to step up in class against Patrick Mahomes, the only quarterback left on our list last year in the playoffs, he did unquestionably. And you guys are going with Justin Herbert, a guy that's never done it in the playoffs before. I went with Josh Allen. I'm riding with Allen. I'm riding with Allen. All Um, right. So, oh, go ahead, Kyle. Did you have a, did you have a point? Justin was going to say something. Oh, well. Oh, no, I was just, I was just talking crud. All right. Brilliant podcasting right there by me. Okay. (laughs) Last up, Justice. Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes? You got to go with the, uh, and I'm picking the tie on this one, by the way, because <laughs> we know where Steven's going. As uh, my buddy Charles McDonald at Yahoo always says, got to ride with my guy, uh, most underrated player in the NFL, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback that we've ever seen. He's going to go down as the best ever. His stats are insane. I just looked at, uh, I think it was some guy at PFF posted like the EPA over the last three years. Mahomes like laps every other quarterback, and that's with Rodgers winning two MVPs back to back. It's insane. I, I don't know how you could pick against Patrick Mahomes ever. I know there's voter fatigue for MVPs and stuff, and I know he got hurt one year, so that's why he didn't get another one. But like, this is going to be his second MVP. He's been the best quarterback in the league four years in a row. You got to go with Patrick Mahomes here. I don't think that. The Chiefs oh, have here a very go. good supporting cast, which makes nope. the argument stronger. I think with, with Mahomes, I mean, you could argue this was his best season. Um, so every year, right, they've relied on that home run to kind of get him out, uh, to kind of bail them out, I guess you could say. And that home run threat was no longer there this season. Um, I believe ESPN had a piece up just talking about how his numbers – in the red zone, I believe before this year, he had, he had thrown at least 11 touchdowns outside the red zone. That number is only seven this year. So that, like that big play threat no longer exists. Teams are shrinking the field against the Chiefs because of that. Like Their team speed is just absent. It's Travis Kelsey, and it's a bunch of names. It's a bunch of wide receiver twos, probably wide receiver threes, if we're being honest here. And didn't matter, right? Mahomes just throws them open. Mahomes hits them in stride, so they have no choice to make plays. He's the the only one who survived the wide receiver trade decline, right? Like, look at Green Bay, their passing offense declined. You look at um, Baltimore with Hollywood, their passing offense declined. You look at Tennessee, their passing offense declined. And then Kansas City's just, like, sitting there like nothing happened. Like, Tyreek Hill wasn't that big of a factor for him. Obviously, it was. But, like, Mahomes is still going to be an MVP candidate. It's like, that's how important that guy is. To his team, to the sport. Stepping up in class, right? So he, when the Bucks were like very healthy, very good on defense, he dropped 51 on the road um, against Tampa Bay. Uh, the 49ers, um, they were streaking at the time. He, I think they scored like 24 in the second half, something crazy like that. Uh, the Titans, the very next week, he, I think they had a bye week. They, he went out and threw for almost 500 yards against Mike Vrabel, man. Like you just go down the list, down the list. He's doing things that we have not seen at the quarterback position. And we're almost, as you said, Justice, burned out already because of it. No, I am not. I want to be very clear that I am not He's got 10 more Um, years of this. Yeah. Well, think of the voters. Think of the voters. Their fingers are going to hurt for clicking on him too much. The, um, like, Denver's a good defense. He torched the Broncos. I don't know, man. I we need to find a new award. Like it's not fair to Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, and these other quarterbacks to put them in the same breath as Patrick Mahomes, because I agree with you. And this was evident. It was obvious that he was going to be the best quarterback that we've ever seen after year freaking two. And we're only seeing it, uh, the consistency that we're talking about. Steve just talked about how we haven't seen Josh Allen take the next step in 2022. Patrick Mahomes has. So it's, no brainer here. Patrick Mahomes is the best. He's going to be the best next year. He's going to be the best in 2026 and probably 2032. So here we are. He scored 30 in the second half against the 49ers. My mistake. I shorted so, them a touchdown. Oh, how God. dare you? Um, 
I actually heard Travis Kelsey give a really good description of just the greatness of Patrick Mahomes and especially when it's when you shrink the field like you talked about. Basically, Kelsey was like, I know that after I run my route, I can run anywhere else on the field. And no matter where Mahomes is on the field, he can get me the ball. And like we say that, but when you really think about it, Travis Kelsey could be on the complete opposite end of the field from Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes could be moving in the opposite direction that Kelsey is going and Mahomes can still get him the ball there. It's absurd. It is so frustrating as an opponent watching him because he just squeezes every last drop out of every play. It's never just like, okay, he's going down. We got him. Like, it just doesn't matter. It's infuriating to me. I hate that guy. (laughs) Yeah, you can't you can't defend that. There's no defending what he's able to do, and that's Jordan Love almost beat him. By the way, <laughs> not that not that anyone's counting, but oh, we're well. not. Congratulations, Patrick Mahomes! You win the gauntlet this week, heading into the playoffs. You are the best playoff quarterback, or at least playing the best right now. And I think we would say the best playoff quarterback. Please rate, review, follow the SB Nation NFL show. Leave us a five star review. We will happily read it on the show, gentlemen. Well, Justice, you're not going to have a good weekend because your team's not playing. You're going to have a great weekend. Feet up. <laughs> KP, <laughs> let's go. Justice, you got an upset this weekend? Any upsets? Uh, Giants. Giants over Vikings. The Vikings are frauds. Like it. Well, that was predictable, but like it. Enjoy the games, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>